Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today, it is just me and my co-host, Scott Farrow. Today, we are going to be doing our November book review episode. Scott, how are you doing this morning? Dude, it has been a while. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't feel like that probably to the listeners because yep. we, we were smart about pre-recording, but geez, man, it's been, what, two, almost, yeah, two weeks? Yeah. Jeez, it feels it feels good to be back, and uh, especially talking about a good book like uh, what we're talking about today. Um, yeah, it's a good refresher. Yeah, to a little two week recording break. My boy came back, a married man, had his honeymoon. Big congrats to you, my boy. So, Thank you. Um, yeah, today we're going to be doing a book review. We are going to be talking about Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Yep. So especially right now, we've been having this co- these conversations where, and we even brought it up on a couple episodes back, where all of this talk about the market shift, the economy, things are getting really hard for people, right? And it's easy for us, and I, I've fallen into the trap, and, it, and, and it's got to be quick to pull yourself out of it, right? To find other things to blame your situation on right? Whether it's financially or emotionally, right? Finding all these other factors that are easier to put blame on than taking responsibility yourself. And that's really what this book is about. Taking extreme ownership and taking responsibility for everything in your business and everything in your life. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'll add on to that. I think if right now you're experiencing a slowdown, which a lot of people are, and you're putting the blame on the market or on other things, um, you're putting the blame in the wrong place. Right now is the time to own up that things can change. You could be doing more. You could be working harder. You could be more helpful to other people. And that will lead to more business, right? There are people right now who have not experienced a slowdown. They're in the same market. They're in the same time. They work with the same people. So, you know, it, it comes down to extreme ownership. I think this is more so a refresher for you and me than it is necessarily a book review. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and we have a team uh, that we lead and it's important that you and I exemplify this kind of behavior. And I think this is a good way to get our, you know, our Thursday morning started by refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we talk about taking ownership and taking responsibility, right. <clears throat> and you know, it's easy you know, to do that. Right. But then what, what do you do after that? Right. And it's kind of let, laying at, laying it out in this way. You've got to make sure you're acknowledging the mistakes you've made currently are making in your business or in your life. Right. And then two, which might be the hardest one is admitting your failures, right? Yeah. Looking back, where did I fail? Where am I failing in my business now? Where am I failing in my life now? Where am I failing my team members yeah. and those who I'm leading right now? Well, in the 12 step program, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. In the 12 step program for like AA or any of the recoveries, the first step is, you know, acknowledging that you have made a mistake or that you're in that position. Right. And, you know, just like that, it's important if right now you're struggling, you need to be able to admit it and you have to accept that you're the main key or, you know, you're the main factor for it. Yeah, 100%. And then it's taking that and then sitting down and saying, okay, how do I develop a plan 
to win, right? How do I shift myself? How do I shift my attitudes? How do I shift my business to put me on a path to go and win, right? And so as we get a little bit more into the book, it, you know, there's this quote that says, there's no such thing as bad teams, just bad leaders. And there's a lot to go in and unpack there. But at the end of the day, as a leader of your team, as a leader of your business, you are in charge of pretty much everything A to Z, right? You're in charge of training, you're in charge of resources, you're in charge of creating the mission, implementing the mission, making sure everybody understands the mission, right? So if there are issues within your team, that's on you as as a leader. Yeah, let's hammer this in because this is the most important theme of the book. If something is not going right, you take ownership of that failure. Whether or not, like there's a lot of examples that you can think of, you know, say for example, an employee does something wrong, they make a mistake on something that you trained them on and something goes wrong. Well, you did not train them well enough to not make the mistake. That's not saying to get down on yourself or to whatever, you're taking responsibility. And that doesn't mean that you don't hold them accountable, but it means that you're the top of the business or you're the top of the team. Or if you don't, you're the top of your own life you know, anything going wrong within there is your responsibility to fix, right? That's the main theme of the whole book. Yeah. And really it's just taking that and then diving into all of these other things that we're going to talk about. And this book is, it's a solid read. We were just talking about this before we started the podcast. It, it is, um, it's a book to, to get in and, and go through and, you know, kind of digest and unpack, right? More time reading this one than some of the other ones. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So let's keep hammering that point, um, a little bit more, right? Leadership is the single greatest factor to a team's or a business business's success, right? People talk about, um, at least in our our line of work, right? Um, You've got to know sales. You've got to be sharpened on negotiating. You've got to have all these skills. But if you are a business owner and you have team members, right? And you need to be leading people for your company's success, your leadership is going to be the single most important factor, whether your business is going to succeed or fail. Yeah. Right? So... And the biggest thing, and we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, it starts with the mission, right? And you as a leader, as the head of the company, what is your mission? No matter what line of work or business you're in, what is your mission? How do you implement it? And how do you get your team members to understand and believe in it as well? Yeah, no. And the reason why the leadership thing is so important is because the leader demonstrates what behaviors will be implemented by the team. So if a leader uh, makes excuses, if a leader, uh, you know, make uh, blames people, right, points out other people for blame, if a leader fails to acknowledge when they've made mistakes or when they could have done better, that is going to trickle down to the entire team. Vice versa, if the leader takes absolute responsibility for the success or the failure of the team and works diligently day in and day out to make it better, all of the people on the team will do the same. And also, if you do that in your own life, the people around you will see that you take responsibility for your life and they'll start doing the same. 
you'll find that you're actually a leader of other people, regardless of whether or not you're a team or not. Just proximity to other people, your leadership can be demonstrated. You know, I think this is, <clears throat> there's more underneath the surface than, than that statement. I think that's really, really impactful too, because as leaders, we set an example, right? Whether you are a leader in your business, whether you are a leader in your household as a parent or a leader in your church or a leader in whatever it is, you are setting the standard. You are setting the example. Yeah. So if you are setting the example of all these good habits and expectations and all of these things, the people who look up to you, the people who are using you as, you know, their kind of North star in the business, right? They're going to take all of that and, and either follow it or not. If you're setting bad, setting a bad example, you know, setting bad habits, you know, that aren't going to lead towards success, you know, whether it's your team members or your kids or, yeah. you know, family, friends who are looking up to you, they're going to take that and follow that example one way or the other. Well, think about it this way. Leadership is not your title. Leadership is who you impact, right? And if you want to exemplify leadership, you need to actually demonstrate an ability to take control of your own life. You first have to be able to lead yourself before you can lead others. And if you can demonstrate you can lead yourself, you'll find yourself in leadership roles. But you think about it this way too, like, I don't know, I have to guess a lot of the podcast listeners don't run teams. You know, it's, it's not common to be running a team. But say, for example, you're listening to this podcast right now. If you have a little brother or a little sister, they're probably looking at you for examples. If you go and you point blame at other people and you say it's the market that's stopping me from doing things and my life's hard because of X, Y, and Z, what do you think you're leading them to do, right? But if you take extreme ownership and you change it, you're setting them up for success as well. And the, the key thing I think that started me on this tangent was that you brought up belief, right? You have to believe in your mission, whatever that mission is. If that's your belief in your spiritual mission to become closer to God, if that's your belief in your financial mission to create financial freedom, whatever that is, you have to fully believe that this is where we're going. And I will take absolute responsibility that if anything goes wrong, I'm part of this. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, you know, it, it, having that absolute belief, right? There, there's a lot of things that, that go into that. You know, we've, we've done a lot, lots of podcast episodes on it. We've had a lot of people talk about it, right? But having that belief, having that confidence and not cockiness, right? Having that confidence is key, not only in yourself, but in your mission and your team right. in order to move you guys in the right direction. So, you know, let's move, let's move through a little bit more. Um, the book also talks about, you know, some stuff called the laws of combat. And the first thing is we've been hammering in a little bit is just teamwork makes the dream work. We've all heard that phrase, but really this book through its examples, some th through yeah. some of the things we're going to talk about, you know, it, it sounds cliche, but really that teamwork is going to be one of the most important pillars, you know, to making your team or businesses or your personal mission continue to move forward. And, you know, Come true, again right yeah again you can apply all of this to a interpersonal uh, mm -hmm. absolutely aspect too so s step one no shit talking no derogatory comments or attitudes right it's like the cancer of a team the same with yourself you know if you're shit talking other people you're setting a standard for others to shit talk around you but 
keeping the, the positive energy around you and making sure that you hold a standard that we do not, you know, shit talk other people, especially other people in our team. We do not cause problems or have negative attitudes towards others on our team. That's a key part that a leader has to play in order to keep a team moving. You know, and especially for a lot of our podcast listeners who may be newer investors, or even if you're a seasoned investor, right? This is really important. Not only shit talking or making derogatory comments to other people not being okay, but what about the way we talk to ourselves, right? How are we talking to, our, to ourselves? How are we treating ourselves, right? If we are shit talking ourselves, making derogatory comments to ourselves, being down in the dumps to ourselves, how are we ever going to grow and move forward? Right. And it's very, very hard to get stuck in the mud on this, especially in our business when things can take a lot of time to build, when seeing that success can take a really, really long time to see compared to maybe other lines of work, right? You know, all of the stuff we're doing now, we're going to see the fruits of those labor in three, six, nine months, right? So for newer investors, this is especially important because if you're a newbie investor, you know, some of you may have that immediate success, which is awesome. Yeah, we're happy for you. And you've got to capitalize on that and keep building that momentum. But if you're like me, or I know like you, when we were, uh, you know, getting started in, in newbies, right? It can be very hard when you're, you're not seeing success after two, three, four months go by. It can be very easy to fall into that trap of, of getting down on ourselves and shit talking ourselves, right? But we've really got to stay away from that because if you get stuck in the mud there, it is very, very hard to pull yourself back out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll share a personal example. Like right now, coming back from my wedding and honeymoon, for anybody who's been married, the, that month leading up to your wedding, I mean, I was not getting a lot done especially bringing on new business. And now that I'm back, uh, you know, Kayla has been hammering me about self-talk and hammering me about how I'm talking to myself and how things are going. And it's good because Kayla and I are essentially a team, even if, you know, we're not like a real estate team, we're a life team. And having a teammate who holds that standard that we do not shit talk ourselves or others it's really clear that it it plays a message in how things are going to go. And I guarantee that I'll do better having somebody reminding me of that than allowing myself to continue to, ah, well, you know, I'm slow right now because I wouldn't work hard. No, you're doing other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Step two, if a team is not doing well, or if you're not doing well, look internally first. Stop looking at the external factors. Don't look at the market. Don't look at the, you know, uh, whatever your you know, transaction coordinator or your broker is doing. Don't be looking at what other investors are doing. Look at yourself first and say, am I doing the things that are required to get stuff done? In a team sense, if you have an underperformer, you have to hold the mission paramount. You have to let go of the team member if they're underperforming. But if you're an individual, you can't let go of yourself, but you can let go of that that part of you, right? If you are slacking off, if you are on your phone, if you are not getting to work on time, You can cut that out of your life and you need to hold that standard very clear to yourself that you cannot slack off. It is extreme ownership that if you're failing, there's stuff you could be doing different, right? Just like it is very easy to get stuck in the mud with that negative self-talk and very hard to pull yourself out. If you are letting, excuse me, if you are letting poor performance in your business and in your life become the new standard 
that is a very dangerous thing because it is just as hard to pull yourself out of that rut as it is with the negative self-talk. Like, yeah. you, like you mentioned, if a team member, you know, in, in our line of work, if you have, you know, people doing marketing for you, you know, say they're calling and, and they're not doing well, right? First thing first, look internally. How have I been training them? Have I trained them? Do they Am have I, the resources? Do they have the resources to succeed? Am I continually training them? Right. But then, like you said, if you've gone through those questions, you figured out those questions, right. And a team member is still not living up to your expectations. You've got to hold your team, your mission accountable and just say, Hey, this we, we've got to move on. We put the mission and the team paramount first ahead of the individuals and move forward to see what the best way to succeed is going to be. Yeah. We keep mentioning the mission and the second rule of combat is about simplicity. Our business is extremely simple. You can make it as complex as you want, but it's super simple. Find somebody who wants to sell a home, find somebody who wants to buy a home, solve their problems. That's it. If you want to make this really, really complicated, you can. But one of the reasons you might be failing is because you overcomplicated everything. If you're struggling right now, maybe it's time that you look at your systems and you figure out, did I make them too complex? Our conversations are not complex. They are very, very simple. Do you want to sell? Why do you want to sell? Am I able to help you? Why do you want to buy? Do you want to buy? It's a very linear process, right? And so simplicity is key because if you don't know what your mission is, how can you hold it first, right? And so if we're in the business of working with teams, they need to know what we're trying to do. And so you need to be able to articulate it down to the level of the lowest person, right? Your frontline troops, for example, like how Jocko says it, your frontline troops need to be able to make decisions on the fly because they know what the mission is, not they're just told what the order is, right? They need to know what our end goal is and allow them to have the strength and the knowledge and the trust in the mission to make decisions that will get you there. Absolutely. And another thing we've got to be doing too is prioritizing and executing on all of the things that need to be done, right? So whether it's a task list or a follow-up list with leads that need to be called, right? There is an art, there is a process to that. Those things need to be prioritized upon because one lead might be hotter than the other, right? We, we had a whole episode on our follow-up blueprint where, you know, we, you have to prioritize your hot leads, but you can't forget about everything else, right. right? So it's being able to sort through all of those things, prioritize, execute, and get those high priority tasks done first. Right. No, and, and I'm 100% with you. The other part here is that we're in a shifting market, right? Sometimes it's hard to decide what task is most important, especially when you're new to the business and you aren't sure what every task is, right? Really good leadership comes from the person who can make a quick decision, a good quick decision. And so the key is relax, look around, call the shot. Then as data comes in, be flexible enough to change courses, right? So you might have an idea of what the best decision is today. It is important that you make a decision because it's worse to sit around and wait for all the data than to make a shot and be slightly off and then change direction, right? But the best leaders, they're able to make decisions without all the data and they're willing to also change as time goes on. 
Yeah, not getting stuck in the details, right? Not getting stuck in the analysis analysis paralysis that we've talked about so often that especially, you know, entrepreneurs and real estate investors, real estate agents, whatever your goals are, right? You you cannot be getting bogged down in the details. You've got to set, aim, pull, go and do it, right? Even if everything is not perfect, even if you don't have all of the information needed, right? Yeah. Next thing is something called basically decentralized command. And this is interesting because, you know, we have a lot of solopreneurs, right? Not a lot of our listeners, have, you know, these full on built out teams, right? Or a full on built out real estate investing company or a real estate, you know, agent team or or whatever it is, right? But the gradual progression, and we've experienced this, we're still going through it. The gradual progression is if you want to grow your team is going to have to grow as well, right? You cannot be doing everything by yourself. You can't be doing everything alone. And the hard part is, especially when we get started, is we wear a lot of hats in the business. Yeah. Right? We wear every single hat. We're doing our financials. We're doing our sales. We're doing our negotiating. We're doing our calls. We're doing our follow-up. Right? And that is how it should be in the very beginning. Right. Right? But with the gradual progression, you've got to start elevating and delegating. Yeah. Right. So you cannot be leading alone. You've got to empower the book calls them junior leaders. Right. Um, We've got a couple on our team that I can think of. The one episode that published uh, a week or a couple weeks ago is the one with Colin. Right. Colin being a junior leader on our team, helping with our VAs, helping lead our team it, you know, forward towards our mission. And it's funny because Colin comes from a military background and you can tell that he definitely (laughs) follows similar thought processes. He's so concerned about where the mission is going and how we're going to Mm -hmm. go that direction, much less about the details of how we're going to get there. And I think Colin is a great, a great example of a junior leader who has taken extreme ownership. And when he can't make something happen, he admits to it right away without blame. And he's also been very, very, uh, team motivated to help everybody, you know, and if he's passing off a task to somebody, he makes sure that he feels they're 100% capable of getting that task complete. And I think overall, uh, if you're running a solopreneur business, there's still junior leaders within your business. There's going to be your CPA, right? Or there's going to be, uh, for example, your mentor, right? These are people who are going to be playing a part in your business, but they're not the business owner, you. And having confidence that they know where you're trying to go and you're giving them the opportunity to take their skill set and run with it and get you towards your mission, that is an exemplary or that is exemplifying leadership, right? You're saying, this is where we're going. This is what I'm doing. I need your help to do this. Here's our goal. And then allow them to help you, right? They might actually be above you in command in some retrospect, but in terms of who runs this business, the CPA works for the owner, right? Yeah. And you mentioned a big word confidence, right? And, and even going further than confidence, having trust and confidence, not only in yourself, having trust and confidence in your team, uh, you know, whether if you are a solopreneur, having trust and confidence in these other leaders that are a part of your business, right? But also if you, those team members, or if you do have a team, 
your team members having trust and confidence in themselves, trust and confidence in the mission, right? Right. One thing Jocko says is you shouldn't be asking yourself, you know, what, what should I do or telling your, you know, I should do this. It should, it should be a shift, right? You need to take out that word should and put, this is what I'm going to do, or I am going to do this. This is what I am going to do. I will do this, right? So making that important distinction, taking out that word should and saying, no, I am going to do this. This is what I'm going to do, right? Yeah. Now, the last part of the book, a set of rules is, is sustained victory. Not the last part, second to last. Yeah. The sustained victory is is... What are we going to do once we're up to speed to continue this, right? So the first part is the plan. The key from the get-go has been making sure that you have extreme ownership and that you are able to get the message down to your entire team. Everybody needs to know where you're going. That is paramount because that is how you know everybody is going the same direction, right? If you don't get the message all the way down to your front lines, some people might be rowing the wrong way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> another analogy, like if you're herding sheep, right? And, but everybody, all the sheep are all over the place there with no one path forward, right? If everything's in chaos, how do you think your business or your profit or your revenue or your paycheck is going to look like if your whole business does not have that centralized mission, if everybody is not headed in the right direction? That's not going to translate well to what to the results that you want yeah. to see. Or if this is for you personally, if you're trying to move yourself to a better place in life, you have to know exactly where you want to go. What do you want to look like? What do you want to be doing? How much money do you want to make? You know, who do you want to be spending your time with? You need to guide every aspect of your life that direction or you won't make it. You know, you can't let yourself, uh, you know, fall to the wayside spiritually just so that you can make some more money and, you know, get jacked, right? You can't be jacked and rich and then spiritually completely fallen off and still be at your goal. You have to make sure you continue to guide every aspect towards the mission. You know, a lot of this stuff, it's reminding me and I'm finding and pulling a lot of parallels from the Atomic Habits book review we talked about, right? The the importance of habits and goal setting, right? And having that, you know, the goals kind of be that North Star for all your habits, right? All of a lot of those things we talked about in that episode, I think really carry over to help apply and execute on a lot of these things that the book says mm-hmm. are paramount for your except for your success, excuse me, and taking extreme ownership. And if you're if you're struggling with the mission too, like if you're struggling as a business owner to to get people to understand or you're struggling to understand where you're going, encourage people to ask questions. Encourage yourself to question where you're going. The key here is that every part of you needs to believe in where you're going. We always talk about self-belief, confidence, um, you know, and that you attract things that you think about. If you don't have certainty in where you're going, you're not going to make it, Right. You can do all the right things, but if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to make it because you're not attracting the right people and you're not putting yourself in the right circumstances. And so ask questions constantly and encourage your team to constantly ask questions. Get them to the point where they could go and coach everybody around them on what the mission is. If it's your business wants to make a million dollars and you want to do something specific, right? Like we want to make a million dollars in under a year. You need to have a plan on how we're going to do that. And every person in your business should be able to describe how you're going to get there. And if they get asked a question from somebody on the street, they need to know exactly the answer. And if they don't, then they're not going to know how to do their job right. And if they fail, 
It's on you, the leader. You did not explain and demonstrate and get the belief of the mission all the way down to the front lines. Boom. Mic drop right there, bro. Um, So while we're talking about sustaining victory too, there is another phrase that Jocko uses in the book. And it's something called, he, he just says it as discipline equals freedom. And, you know, once, once we get a taste of that success, right. Or once we get that victory, you know, the goal should be how do we sustain this and how do we grow from here? Right. And you know, an easy example to unpack this discipline equals freedom thing that I can think of right off the bat is not to go down too much of a tangent, but the distinction between motivation and discipline, right. And using the gym as an example, right. It's very, very easy to, you know, you, you know, you go to the gym, you start going a little bit more, right? And, and you're motivated because you want to lose weight or you want to gain more muscle. You're motivated because you want to get in there and get a PR, right? But at a point, there's going to be a day where you wake up and you do not want to go to the gym with every ounce in your body, right? Not I just a day, it, not just one day. Those days are always going to happen, Right. But you've got to have it on yourself. And Jocko even says, you know, the first thing in the morning, you know, the first test of the day is when your alarm goes off. Do you get up? Do you get up? Pass. Or are you snoozing and going back to sleep? Fail. Right. And just like we did, you know, our book review on make your bed, right? Having making your bed be that first task of the day because it sets the tone for the rest of the day and hammering out the other tasks you need to get done. Jocko uses that, right? That first discipline, right? That first disciplinary action to yourself of that alarm goes off. Boom. I'm getting up, right? Sets the tone for the rest of the day. You're disciplined to go to the gym. You're disciplined enough to make your calls even when you don't want to hop on the phones, right? Because you're tired yeah. and you don't, you know, you're exhausted, right? You're disciplined enough to do the things that need to get done that will lead you on the path to financial freedom, you know, regular discipline equals freedom that we're talking about here and sustaining and growing the victory in your business or the victories in your life. Yep. I'm with it. The last thing, uh, I know I said the last thing earlier, but this was really the last thing. Yeah. Is a dichotomy of leadership. And there's like a long list. I'm going to read these out. I'm going to let people digest this. We can talk about it a little bit. But it talks about how difficult it is to be a leader because there's a lot of contradictions, right? So a good leader has to be confident, but not cocky. Courageous, but not foolhardy. Competitive, but a gracious loser. Attentive to detail, but not obsessed with them strong uh but not uh, but has endurance a leader and a follower humble but not passive aggressive but not overbearing quiet but not silent calm but not robotic close with the troops but not too close not too close and having extreme ownership and decentralized command there's a lot to it it's really hard to be a good leader it's a balancing act right the entire time you look at the best leaders in history, everybody knows their name because it's rare. It's not easy to be an amazing leader. These are the qualities that you have to have to be an amazing leader, but you have to find the right balance. And the balance is constantly shifting. Some situations require that you're aggressive. Others require that you're calm. Some require confidence. Some require humility. There's a lot to it. And the key is practice. Yeah, I, th- I because there's no... There's no textbook 
on how to execute and be a perfect leader, right? I mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands of books on leadership, right? That can give us the tools and a blueprint on what to do, right? But there are going to be every situation is different. Every team member is going to be different, right? Every situation is going to have its own twists and turns, right? So I, I think you meant, you said it perfectly that it, that it's a balancing act, right? And the only way to get better as a leader is to start leading, right? Get in the practice, right? You're, you're not always going to be, if you're starting to build out your team. I know recently, a couple months ago, I'll use just a real estate investing example, started building out my team of in-house virtual assistants, right? For our outbound marketing, right? It, it's a balancing act. I, I had never built a team before. I now have three or four virtual assistants on my team helping our business, moving our mission forward, right? And it's a continuous balancing act that you only get better through practice. So I think it's important to get those reps in, practice what these books, this book is preaching, right? And just continually each and every day, ask yourself, how can I be a better leader in my life? How can I be a better leader for the people I care about? How can I be a better leader in my business? I think if you lead with asking yourselves those questions, it's inevitable that you will continue to work at and become a really good leader. Yeah. If you if right now you're, you're trying to think, well, how am I going to practice leadership? Practice it with yourself. When you wake up, hold yourself accountable. When you do something right, give praise. When you do something wrong, don't overly overbear on yourself and cause problems. Take ownership in the losses, but don't dwell on them. You know, find a solution. Hold yourself accountable to the solution. The best way to know that it's working is your life's going to get a hell of a lot better. If your life isn't getting a lot better, you probably aren't doing it right. And if that's the problem, at that point, you need to put yourself around other people who are doing well with their lives and see how they hold themselves and see how they hold their teams. Yeah, 100%. I think I'll just reiterate one last point we shared in the beginning is I'll reiterate that right now with all of the stuff that is going on in the world, in the economy, right? Some of us may not be making as much money. Some of us may not feel as good just emotionally and with ourselves as we may have felt earlier, right? Just because of all the all these things going on. But do not find other people or other things to blame for the situation that you're in. If there's one takeaway from this book, take extreme ownership of your life, of your business, right? You've it, it's going to be a hard wake-up call, but look at where did I fail? right? Where have I been making mistakes? Where am I currently making mistakes? And then what's my game plan moving forward to get myself out of here and continue to win, right? So take extreme ownership, take responsibility and find a way to win. I'm with you. If you want to read the book, take your time on this one. There's a lot of good war stories in it. I will say, um, the audible book was definitely something that you want to listen to a little bit slower, Um, (laughs) but it is a great book to read. I recommend it. And we will see you guys next week on the pursuit of property podcast. Thanks guys. (laughs) 